Microphone check one two. What is this? The six foot assassin with his in light business. Welcome everybody to Shy Lounge. I am the sensational one, Shinblade. Again, I'm doing this solo. Mika Villas is not here, and I have a small list of topics that I'm gonna go over. But first, meanwhile, if you want to check with the recent news about Ring of Honor, go ahead on the SoundCloud page of Shinblade, or visit iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, whatever the podcast that you can find in Shy Lounge. Listen to that. That was a uh, breaking news emergency episode about Ring of Honor Wrestling uh, closing temporarily or they're closing permanently. We don't know as of this moment. Again, thank you very much for those who are listening to it. Uh, thank you very much for those who have put their input on my Facebook page about uh the situation with St. Clair and Ring of Honor. I appreciate talking to you, conversing with you. Um, this subject is not over. It's a continuous developing story. I'm going to get into it uh, the next episode. But meanwhile, I was trying to record this episode before the Ring of Honor news. And I was such in a tight place that the uh, Crown Jewel, WWE, Saudi Arabia, Blood Money uh, pay-per-view was on um, it was a lot of things in the news so in the wrestling news so I'm going to go over some of them the other half of it I'm going to go over to the next episode since I'm flying solo now I will tell you that this episode is titled after a recent AEW episode this episode is titled Glock Anderson because of the September 29th edition of AEW Dynamite where Arn Anderson ran his promo on Cody Rhodes and, and uh, figuratively pulled out his Glock while uh, speaking during that promo. And, you know, for somebody, I think Arn Anderson in his 60s, I think he's in the 60s now, he's, uh, he can still fire off promos and meanwhile... Wrestlers in their 20s and 30s can't do so. Even I could put myself in that category. So, um, I really enjoyed it. I just had to watch it before I started this uh, recording. So, you know, um, as usual, the internets were popping off with the Glock Anderson. Some of it was armed Anderson. And you know how it is. The internet reigns defeated when it comes to memes and kind of keeping things close to the hip. Now... Um, I want to get into the WWE Crown Jewel, uh, some people call it Blood Money, pay-per-view that they do in Saudi Arabia every uh, two times a year, biannually. Um, I watched this in passing, you know, some WWE stands and fans were watching, um, but as, as I am, I'm a pro wrestling fan instead of sports entertainment, I was uh, in and out. You know, just kind of keeping my ear down to the ground to see what's going on. The one match I did want to watch, I missed. And that was the King of the Ring Finals where Xavier Woods beat Finn Balor 
to become the new king of the ring. Uh, you know, as far as Finn Balor losing, this was a better honor to lose. Sight unseen from watching, from not watching the match. Better uh, honor to lose to Xavier Woods than it was uh, last month at the Extreme Rules, whatever you want to call it, where he was flopping on the floor and fell off the top turnbuckle and Roman Reigns. Um, I just thought it was just pretty bad. So, you know, the pay-per-view wasn't, it wasn't great. You know, this one, honestly, I could say this is the best Saudi Arabia show they ever put together. Uh, we all had our jokes. We all had a Titus World Slide. I think that was the greatest Royal Rumble one that they had. So, um, I'm not going to get into it, but I'm glad that the WWE uh, superstars got there and they got back safely compared to what happened last time and caused a big controversy. So, uh, one of the news I wanted to talk about, and this news is old and dead and old and dead and dirt to the ground. Uh, AEW Full Gear. A couple weeks ago, Tony Khan uh, was caught with his uh, doodling notebook. You know, somebody took a picture and just automatically was digging for the Full Gear card and um, a lot of fans don't know this, which I thought a lot of fans do, but when it comes to promoters, there's always notebooks and buck slips around to write down notes or anything. Uh, you know, yours truly, the sensational one, didn't blow over over this because of the one phrase that a lot of people do not uh, take literally sometimes it shows. Card subject to change. So that means anything can happen. They could scribble somebody out, put somebody else in, and you know the card is not set in stone. But it wasn't set in stone when he was caught, and they were taking pictures, and there was no graphics on the uh, screen of who's going to be in full gear except for Kenny Omega and Adam Page, which a lot of us personally think that should have been an all-out. But you know, um, Adam Page being a husband and being a new father, he had to look out for his for his family so he did the right thing by uh, taking some time off now I actually want to speaking of time off I actually want to uh, give a serious note out there for uh, and congratulate and, and uh, props not congratulations props to uh, AEW superstar John Moxley he just recently uh, kind of checked out of AEW and entered a facility for his alcohol treatment. And, I, I mean, for me, this is one of the greatest stories I've ever heard in the past week. Um, you know, the the thing about uh, alcoholism, I take it very, very seriously. I have never dealt with alcoholism um, solely myself. I've dealt with it on a third-party basis where somebody else was... Uh, not handle themselves underneath the bottle and it's very painful to go through that I've been through that many many times in my life um, I keep swearing to myself that I never go through that again with another person but eventually it's going to happen here or there with somebody I really care about um, many 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 kudos to him I pray that he didn't have a a very very embarrassing rock bottoming moment uh, whether it be his family, whether it be with associates, whether it be in his travels, 
or whatever have you. He just looked at himself and said, I can't do this no more. I need to do something. And he went and gone do, uh, got the process, uh, working the process of getting done. Sorry, I'm stammering all over this thing because I'm uh, very, very, uh, it hits close to the chest when people get to that to that level of addiction, whether it be alcohol, whether it be drugs or anything. And if you know somebody who needs help, and if you are the person who don't think they need help, but they kind of need help, it's nothing wrong with asking for help. Um, as individuals, we are in this world alone, whether we have family with us, or family or loved ones with us or away from us. We are all our own soul vessels. So if we have if you have something going on, if you know somebody has something going on and they need help, do not be afraid to ask for help and do not be afraid to reach for help. If you reach for help and they reject you, all you can do when you walk away is say, at least I tried. At least I tried. And it, not only it can make you feel better about the situation, a little bit better about the situation, but you already put yourself out there as a vessel to that individual, if not yourself, that you are uh, that you are available to uh, support someone or even help someone. So, you know, I want to give a shout out to John Moxley. I never met the guy before, but he gained uh, a couple more brownie points in my book, which he could care less, probably. <laughs> And also, uh, if you have a chance, go buy his book, Mox. I hear a lot of good things about it. Um, I'm going to have to get it on ebook because I don't have the space to keep it uh, where I live. And I'm just going to go uh, balls to the wall and read it. it. It should be an amazing read. I got a couple books in my uh, files that I need, I need to start doing. You know, because everything now is so content-based. I, I play uh, PlayStation you know, I have my Netflix, I have my Amazon, I have my Hulu, and I'm, and honestly, from the last year and a half of the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, I have not really utilized a lot of my time on some of this content, or some of this content or is just coming out in droves, and I can't catch up with it, so be sure to do that. So anyway, um, I want to go to another subject. This subject has been pressing. It's still going to press on for a couple more weeks. Um, the issue of Ashley Charlotte Flair and WWE. Now, from what a lot of fans have said about Charlotte Flair over the years, they talk about her. She wouldn't have been in the business if it was her father or even if it was her brother who uh, passed away and inspired her to get, to the, get in the business. Um, you know, on the other side of on the other side of the uh, guardrail, you know, there's a lot of wrestlers in WWE that's not liking Charlotte Flair right now. She's trying to protect her character, and she's trying to uh, make herself the best that she can be. And is honestly, uh, even if Charlotte's not following in her father's footsteps, they're pretty big shoes to fill once your name is a Flair because your father is one of the greatest of all time and you know she has to hold up on that um sadly her older brother david um was not able to or he checked out early and started a family and wrestled on the weekends part-time for a while 
Um, so I look I look up forward to Charlotte as far as uh, keeping that name and making a success of herself. But right now it's not going so well. The the locker room the locker room most notably the women's locker room are against her. Um, she shoots in the ring. Um, there's some allegations of her bullying Nia Jax, and Nia stood up to her, and the locker room backed up Nia Jax, who they were nuclear towards her about the last year or so. And there was a report that she was escorted out of a WWE event. I hope that's all uh, fake and uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, overhyped. Or, or I'm, I'm losing words here. So... Let me know what you think about Charlotte Flair. A lot of people are going to give me the old her daddy this or her daddy that. And I just want to hear about Charlotte and what you think and how she's going to rebound. Do you think she should go to AEW with her future husband and uh, potentially her father? Who they were saying he's going to AEW until the next sub, until what I say in the next subject. Um, I just want to know what you think. So hit me up about that. Oh, and there's one subject, one of my favorite subjects, but I really get to talk about this because people around me don't really watch this, watch, and it's called Dark Side of the Ring, which is one of my favorite wrestling documentaries. It's been shaking wrestling up for the last three years and enlightening people on stories that have never that never really had closure, um, such as the Crispin Watt uh, and the Owen Hearts, uh, Gino Hernandez. It's just a good show, and and from uh, what I was mentioning about Ric Flair, he's MIA right now as far as wrestling or uh, being absconded away because of the one of the latest episodes of Dark Side of the Ring, which they talked about the infamous 2002 plane ride from hell from the European tour. Um, you know, a lot of people were talking about how how Flair assaulted um, a flight attendant. I, I don't think he physically assaulted her, but he was near physically assaulted her. He backed her up against a corner, uh, wearing no, nothing but his robe and swinging and everything. So, you know, we, we hear the stories about Flair all the time. And a lot of people want to cancel Ric Flair because of that episode. And honestly, I am not for that. I was, uh, as far as people know, if you know, I Shinblade is not is not a fan of cancel culture, um, except for the huge toxic individuals who want to block people and use power for their own. I don't believe that Ric Flair should be canceled because we've been hearing these stories for the last 30, 40, uh, of the last 30, 40 years of Ric Flair drinking and after he drinks so much, he's walking around naked in hotel lobbies with, you know, his entrance robes on. And uh, Triple H even came out and had to say he had to take care of Ric Flair like he did with Shawn Michaels. And we just all laughed at Ric Flair during those drinking stories. And now you have Ric Flair on a flight with a flight attendant. And to me, these stories are all the same. And I don't think we should cancel Ric Flair over one story compared to the other 50 that we have heard in the past and laughed and clapped at Hall of Fame ceremonies. So I don't think Ric Flair should be canceled. I think Ric Flair, um, I think Ric Flair did apologize over it. 
I'm not sure. I, I hopefully he did, but I know he was being dropped from uh, one of the sponsors in NWA, CarMax. He was at NWA 73, delivered a uh, viral promo about wrestling, and NWA wanted to work with him some more, and apparently uh, after the whole dark side of the ring, that's not the case anymore. Uh, they kind of distanced himself away from Flair, so hopefully uh, the legacy of Ric Flair can rebound to the to the notion of him winning championships and being the kiss-stealing, wheeling-dealing, uh, uh, plane-flying, jet-riding son of a gun. I'm messing it up. Please excuse me. Um, so I hope that his legacy rebounds and I see him at a local convention. Speaking of convention, I want to let you know, for those who don't know, that Russell Cade will be returning this year in North Carolina. Mika Villas and myself will be attending. We will be networking. We will be podcasting. I may have some interviews lined up. I have a couple of interviews that I've been meaning to put out, which I have found, and I thought it was lost with my uh, hard drive that... I ended up losing in North Carolina. I ended up uh, having a copy of the file somewhere else. So I'm going to put out those interviews in, uh, in the next couple weeks before I head down to North Carolina. See if you enjoy them. Um, I'm so glad that I didn't totally lose them. I'm so glad that I back up my uh, files um, more than one device. And, you know, so I just want to let you know about that. But let me know uh, what you think about Dark Side of the Ring. But again, I want to uh, tell you that there were mental health episodes with Chris Canyon and Luna Vachon. There were insane episodes about the the infamous indie promotion XPW. And the last episode was about the steroid, uh, the infamous 1994 steroid trial of the WWE, uh, you know... Vince McMahon in New York. I, I I want to tell you to please check out those episodes. If you if you have Amazon Prime, it's free for you. Um, it, you know, it's ninety nine cents a season, so you can just replay those all you want to. I got to go back on certain episodes because I love the series, even though sometimes it sounds like hit pieces. It is something that the WWE don't want you to listen to. And it's for the people of the indie scenes and professional wrestling. So um, check those episodes out. I'm really, really enamored to hear from you. Talk about Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, shout out to my man, uh, Lynn, who I known in high school. He hit me up about that. Um, you know, it's just one of my favorite shows to watch on uh, on television or internet television. Same thing with... The star show Heels, which has been renewed for a second season, that's a no-brainer to me because the show and the writing was really, really good. I still haven't watched the last two episodes yet, but I do want to see this series go out on its own instead of being canceled. Now, other than uh, watching the Crown Jewel pay-per-view, I, I try to wince myself to watch NXT 2.0. Ever since they revamped in September. And honestly, I'm just going to tell you. It is difficult for me to watch that show. 
Um, I've made jokes in the past where uh, when when the news were coming out, they were revamping NXT, and I asked myself why. But you know, um, it, it's funny because when the news broke out of NXT changing, Triple H had his cardiac moment, had his cardiac event, and had to go get surgery, and came back and they changed it. And I <laughs> and I joked a little bit saying that Vince McMahon announced that NXT needs to be changed and Triple H had a heart attack. It's not funny as far as uh, on a literal scale, but on the figurative scale, it's a bit of funny. It's a it's a morbid type of humor. Um, but really, I can't watch NXT because the the mood is so different. It changed. I could say Triple H had a black and gold brand and had grungy type music and had like an indie underground feel to it, even though it was WWE. And now that certain people have moved on into the main roster, uh, it just looks like WWE uh, Performance Center school again. It just looks like that. It's like you work at a performance, you train at the performance center, they put you on this. It To me, it's going full circle. It's going back to obscurity. That's just my view, but I, I hope it doesn't. And I have a big beef about one of the top guys in NXT. Uh, he's also a newcomer by the name of Braun Breaker, which the name is so utter trash. I like the guy. Um, I just don't like WWE's uh, handling of him. You know, the guy comes on television. He's he's a uh, brick house. He actually used to play for the Baltimore Ravens, which is a good thing. Um, he's a, he's built like a brick house. He wears the tights like his father. He wears the boots like his father. Uh, he's a Steiner himself. He the, When he talks, he sounds like his uncle, Scott, w which I know WWE's trying to distance themselves away. And to me, if he talks like a Steiner, wrestles like a Steiner, walks like a Steiner, and acts like a Steiner, he's a damn Steiner. Let it go. But WWE has this thing of rewriting history and try to make you think that it's not what it, what it looks like. Braun Breaker is a Steiner. I'd rather him be called Braun Steiner than Braun Breaker. That's just something out of a cartoon. It makes me sick. Um, that's the only beef that I have. Uh, other than that, um, Toxic Attraction, that uh, stable is, um, lack of a better word, attract, attracting viewers and fans. I love Mandy Rose and her uh, brunette uh, makeover new women's champion uh can't wait to see what she does in the future i'll try to fast forward it or whatever i'm still in love with zoe stark even though she's involved uh, never told mika that but she'll she'll get the uh the memo later um but i said before with nxt it just looks like in living color threw up on the product you know with the paint the the arena looks like romper room uh, the colors and it, it just doesn't sit well. It's like a mix with in living color with the NWA with the crowd and the studio and ah, I just can't I, I, I just don't want to go into it like that. I'm trying to keep positive on on the product. Uh, Joe Gacy um, known him for years. I watch it for him. He's now a uh, parody of the whole cancer culture and snowflake crowd. Love it. Um you know, I'm going through it with the whole Dave Chappelle. I actually lost a potential 
sweetheart over that because she finds Dave Chappelle problematic. But she likes little that little rapper, little Nas X, which I call little X, you know. But it's just irony and complete. So anyway, that is my quick take on a couple topics. This episode of Glock Anderson, I will be releasing uh, the couple interviews before I go to WrestleCade. Hopefully, Mika and I will link up and put out another episode. Um, we've been away for so long; uh, it's crazy. Uh, we both miss each other. And plus, I like to have her voice on my podcast and make people laugh. But anyway, if you want to check me out, check me on Facebook under Official Shinblade. Check me out on Instagram and Twitter under Sensational One. I just opened up a Snapchat account. I opened up a TikTok account under Sensational One. I deleted my TikTok because I don't know how to use TikTok. So if you know how to use TikTok, let me know. I'll try to work with it. I'm trying to get ahead of my own game so anyway that's it for this episode i am the sensational one Shinblade. hit me up if you got any questions concerns or even conversation starters and i wish you the best peace